time to talk Discovery Life. Hilton, it's a pleasure to see you. Nice to be here. Thank you for coming to talk to us. I know you're also a very busy man. First of all, um, can you just tell us, based on a conversation I had with Adrian last week, about the origin of Discovery's core purpose and values, how that plays into what Discovery Life is all about, and then also how you guys are involved in this shared value model. So first of all, I think if you, if you think about the core purpose, making people healthier and enhancing and protecting their lives, um, I think what's, what's sort of profound and quite unique about the core purpose is that it hasn't changed. Right. You know, you go back 25 years across the, the organization, I can still remember um, the sort of defining, defining the core purpose. It was, it was a pretty sort of intuitive thing. It was something that was completely natural, and it was based on almost sort of a, a dreamlike vision of purpose that intuitively I think we thought that if we could make people healthier, you could do amazing things. And, and I think it sort of played out um, beyond our wildest ex- expectations in, in that regard. And I think the, the, the uniqueness of making people healthier is, is, is sort of uh, manifests in many, many areas. At a personal level, if you can make people healthier, you right. can give them the greatest gift ever. You well, know, you can... It's interesting with Discovery Life, which is really the genesis of the whole thing, that you've now got this ecosystem that you have things like what we just spoke to Anton about, you know, driving properly with vitality. You have this point system, which I've got to tell you, people are kind of obsessed with. And it all feeds in to you being, being able to provide the best kind of, of life cover for people who are interested in living a healthy, happy life and making sure that they do what they have to do. It's not just something that you pay for every month. So I think that's the basis of the shared value insurance model. Um, if you can make people healthier, then obviously at an individual level, the, the impact is, is, is unbelievable. But from an actual perspective, if you can make people live longer, increase their life expectancy, then you can have a profound impact on the life insurance that you can offer them. And it's often, you know, I think it's often counterintuitive. But once people understand it, it's, it's probably quite obvious that if you can make people live longer, yet it's a, a sort of extreme if you can give them sort of an infinite life, um, immortality, then life insurance tends to free. So if people never, ever die, then the life insurance that you give them is by definition the absolute cheapest that they, can, that they can ever get. And that's what we asymptotically, I think, ultimately are trying to do. Make people live longer, give them a better quality of life, and in so doing, the products that we offer them just can't be beat. And that's, that's ultimately, I guess, the sort of the manifestation of the shared value model. It's great for our customers, it's good for us, ultimately it's, it's good for society as well. And that, that, that I think, is, is what makes us a, a completely different life insurer to what people would traditionally have uh, experienced. Now, you, you're speaking my language and you, you talk about immortality because this is, this is something that certain futurists, you know, they're guys who I've listened to in Silicon Valley and seen at South by Southwest in, in Texas, who talk about that we will long, live long enough to live forever soon, that there are ways and means for us to regenerate, you know, tissue to be able to use on a molecular level everything we input and not have to create waste at all, that there are ways for us to be able to with you know, the, the, the future of sort of programming and technology and the ability to process information, that ultimately you know, at a nano level we'll be able to build the things we need to keep our bodies going without having to have anything toxic or anything diseased inside of us. Are you also someone who reads 
nonstop about this stuff, who's fascinated by the, the, the possibilities that technology affords us now, and how do you build what are still quite theoretical things into models that you might be able to access before anyone else? So, so we've got a really vested interest in sort of understanding the trends, understanding the science, and, uh, and where it's going. And, and what's, what's quite amazing is we're probably the largest um, repository of data on the things that make you live longer in the world today. You know, if you go back sort of two decades, we started collecting information, collecting data from a health perspective, from a lifestyle perspective, on how you can make people healthier. And, and now when you combine that with things like epigenetics, yes. and, and you're able to start to, to really sort of predict um, the, the sort of the, the key levers in every single person that are going to help them get healthier, live longer, that's when you can have a really sort of profound impact on, uh, on their lives. And that's, what we, that's sort of the direction that we're taking and what we're thinking about doing and how we build those into the products that we offer to our clients. Is there anything you've read in the last couple of weeks that you thought, wow, this is something I haven't picked up on for the last five years that hasn't been available, that we can do suddenly that we never were able to do before, that you think might be a breakthrough? Because I'm waiting for this. I mean, hook me up to the machine tomorrow. So I think the, I think the, sort of the, the advances that, that, that we're seeing in epigenetics themselves are quite unique in terms of so being able to predict, epi just so epi being able to predict the, sort of the, the, the length of time that somebody's going to live based on the, sort of the genetic aging of their life. So, so we, for a long, a long time now, have been thinking about people's vitality age, mm -hmm. which, is, which is different to your chronological age. So right. taking inputs um, around your lifestyle, taking inputs around your, sort of your biometrics, so your, your weight, your, your, sort of your heart, the blood pressure, glucose, etc., bringing all of those together, and then forming sort of a, a vitality age, which is more, I guess, sort of a real view of how old you are. 